0: Hey everybody, Mitch here. Just a quick reminder that we are doing another live show. We're in Glasgow this time. It's the twenty eighth of February from 6pm. It's at McFab's and it's free. Check our social media for all the information you need and don't worry, we'll be done in time for Lords of Chaos at Fest. See you there.
1: Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature.
0: Welcome to episode 40 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And coming at you through the sea, it's Andy Stewart. (laughs) Oh, very good. Yeah. And uh, joining us tonight, she is the brains behind the
1: blog Lucy Goes to Hollywood. It's Lucy Beagles. Lucy, hello.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited.
1: Thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on and discuss a film that I... We what? recently did an episode on Jaws: The Revenge. For anyone who hasn't heard it, it's out there now. You can check it out. Mm-hmm. In that episode, I said on record that I had a lot of time for this film. I just three. Uh, I just three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we are we are going to be talking about Jaws three. I don't know if that's still the case. <laughs> Oops. <laughs>
0: Now, Lucy, when I was talking to you in the run-up to this um, I, I'd, I'd said that we kind of, we'd just fairly recently done one on Jaws at Revenge, and you were saying that you really can't hack that one
2: I hate it, it's awful, yeah no, I think we should have we just left it after three, but hey, that's just my opinion right, like, um you know, I, I want to talk for the one that loves Jaws three over here, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I just do not, I do not like the revenge. I just think that Michael Caine is just so cringy in it, and it's like, oh god, I just do not like it. I don't know why; it just doesn't sit with me very well.
0: We should definitely put you toe so. to toe with AJ Bowen to have this out. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, I right, Jaws three. Uh, why this film was
2: he? Well, I have a love hate relationship with shitty shark films. That's kind of something that I've always loved. You know. um... I don't know if they have it overseas, but in the UK, we have a channel called Sci Fi, and they're kind of obsessed with playing like shitty, like horrible, low budget shark films. And that was the first time I saw Jaws 3 was on the Sci Fi channel. Mm-hmm. It was just like a rerun at like, I don't know, like 11 pm or something. I thought, I'll stick it on. And I just thought it was hilarious. And obviously, we'll get into the synopsis later, but I just had such a good time with it. You know, yeah. I just. It was ridiculous, but also fun, and I think the the hour and a half just completely flew by for me. I just thought it was a blast. I mean, you know, it's got pretty bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, but mm, I like it so pretty bad yeah, pretty bad is the way of putting it <laughs> yes very very bad <laughs> yeah no i just i don't know i just i've got something in, with shark films and jaws is no exception really okay. the, the shittier the better bring it
1: <laughs> I've, I've got to agree with lucy on that it's uh, something i can't get enough of the more heads a shark has the more interested i am
2: 12 headed <laughs> I mean, shark attacks sign yeah, me up do, whatever to, Two-headed mega shark or whatever it's called, yeah. Well, that to, one's great. They're up to six-headed
1: <laughs> shark attack now.
2: Oh god. Which is,
1: for me, that's still not enough heads. I, I love the <laughs> I love the fact
0: that the best way they can come up with for amping up this is just by adding another head. It's like razors add another blade.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 one day you're gonna get a razor that just shaves your whole face in just one <laughs> swipe. <laughs> <laughs> right
0: Lucy now when we were talking in the run-up to this I know that you were a little bit uh this was the bit that was spooking you the most
2: oh yeah still is
0: <laughs> okay so uh evidently you know what's coming Andy has I believe put 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock It's one am near standard now on my timer I'm gonna count you in Lucy are you ready
2: as ready as I'll ever be yeah all, all right. right let's
0: do it three two one go
2: Okay, the year is 1983. After a massive great white shark a trapped in sea, will. the sons of Police Chief Brody have to protect customers um, from their untimely demise with hilarious results. That's the synopsis.
1: <laughs> well, that was done uh, in, in exactly... <laughs> that was done in exactly 15 seconds. That's 15 quite seconds, good. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. I think... I think people come in overly cocky sometimes, and they think I've got this, no problem, and that's when they get Mm. tangled up and exposition and nonsense. The people who come in concerned about it blast through it in seconds, no thing.
2: Yeah, it's like ripping off a plaster. Just get it done. (laughs) Get it done.
1: I don't like that there's something on this that stresses our guests out so much I know, but, yeah
0: I well, I must admit, Lucy, when you came in with the year as 1983 I thought you were going to get a little bit too caught up and scene setting
1: and stuff like that I was a little bit <laughs> yeah. concerned, but yeah. nah, you powered through Now, just before we get into it I think it's important to tell everyone out there that this film does not matter Explain In the timeline nope. of events, in the Jaws franchise none of this is going to matter because <laughs> it all gets retconned in the next film anyway <laughs> so so just try to watch it and enjoy it don't think of it as part of the franchise beyond the names because there are well you can't really because there are no actors from the original films anywhere in it exactly and in a couple of years time it won't matter it'll be it's a completely different story it's fine could be a sliding doors scenario Just, <laughs> just when it it split us off into separate
0: timelines. Yeah, it's like the Jaws multiverse. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's jump straight into this because um. So we open fairly familiar something that is mimicked in Jaws: of Revenge in fair on like much smaller scale style with uh-huh. this kind of the kind of first like first person or first shark view underwater. Um. That's a series regular. A series regular, yeah. yeah. But um. Uh. Pretty bombastic here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, um, with with uh, the unceremonious slaughter of some sea life, which you don't get in some of So, uh, hang on, the unceremonious slaughter of some sea life, you're talking about that terrible 3D fish head? Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that fish head gets a lot of airtime. it is on the screen for an ungodly length of time.
2: Yeah, it's been a while since I saw it in 3D as well, but I'm sure it's a bit more like exciting in 3D, like when it's in 2D you're just kind of like, okay, like is it done? bit of a weird shot that one but uh, okay yeah.
1: yeah the fish head gets a lot of air time the logo for the film it does like a biting motion and then you get a credit which i think is quite funny which says suggested by the novel jaws
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god i think that the title sequence is really obnoxious as well isn't it it's that kind of like big jaw and like red like lettering, and you're like oh my god because I know it was tailored for 3D, but you're yeah. just so in your face. You're like, ah, <laughs> it's just so funny. It's almost... And it goes on for ages as well. You're just like, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny.
1: They ripped the piss right out of this 3D thing. It's the same. It's almost, the credits are almost exactly the same as Friday the 13th Part Three's credits. Same color, same giant font. The only difference is ones under the sea and ones in against a smoky background. I really i i would just i just want to cycle back to the suggested by the
0: novel Jaws thing because I thought it was hilarious as well. Like it kind of gives me the like this kind of image of the book having a chapter in it that pitches two sequels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that like see, obviously, like we kind of come straight out of this into some classic like youthful exuberance stuff. A pyramid of water skiers. Yeah, lambs to the
1: slaughter, Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh god and they make an appearance later on as well it's just like let's just get two shots of them like great like oh jesus as you do yeah it's very very 80s that's kind of why i love it they're very like 80s in their costumes like why is there a pyramid of water stairs okay just it's very strange (laughs) (laughs) very strange opening
1: shelby overman the first look that you get him is hilarious he is, uh, most of the time, until I f- remembered his name was Shelby, uh, because I heard someone saying it, he's written here as Muscle Tash, because <laughs> those are his two defining features. Yeah, that's he's a He's muscular, shorthand. And, he wears it, and he wears a moustache, and he wears it well, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Shelby. Uh, yeah, for, for for all the time we have him. He's a guy that's got some problems, and perhaps Mike's a bit more lenient with him than he perhaps should be. Yeah, I think Shelby goes all too soon. Straight out of this, we realise that it's um, SeaWorld as our setting. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. uh, which in a post Blackfish <laughs> universe is a little bit jarring.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I watched this when I was young, and it didn't—I didn't think anything of it. But now it, it doesn't sit particularly well that it's Sea World.
2: No, not at all. I think you know a lot of people are anti seaworld so they probably view this film in a very different light these days. Yeah, I... you know the idea of a shark getting in they're like, yeah, fuck shit up, yeah, but you know it's—it's <laughs> it's not really everybody's favourite uh, resort these days, is it?
1: Perhaps better than it was retconned from the, from canon. No, I, I like the, I, I
0: like the idea of it being like, kind of like a companion piece to Blackfish in that a shark gets into SeaWorld and just really
1: fucking, makes a fucking of things. No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually, there's actually very little impact. The, <laughs> the damage is quite superficial. It
2: not, does it? <laughs> like,
1: the damage the shark causes at SeaWorld is fixed within one scene.
2: Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid
1: <laughs> It's impact is negligible At best but, uh, I've actually written next to SeaWorld in my notes The word boo six times Boo! Boo! <laughs>
2: uh,
1: oh yeah, we're joining SeaWorld at quite an exciting time here We are <laughs> It's just been subject to a $34 million renovation By Mr. Calvin Bouchard Played by Lou Gossett Jr A man who it's into that Has a pretty colourful past <sighs>
2: I really hate his character as well. I don't know what it is. It's just I just can't stand him. Really? Like, Calvin, yeah. He just really annoys me (laughs) throughout throughout the film. He just seems so dumb, like, later on. I don't know what it is.
1: You think he's going to be like the mayor character where he's refusing to believe, but he's actually quite open to most uh, of these mad plans that come around in Act 3. He's quite open to it. Um, Yeah, eventually. (laughs) But he'll be laughing because he doesn't actually die and he's quite a... and has Park suffered no real, maybe slight, reputational damage, although what I can tell him right now is his reputational damage is going to get a lot worse down the line.
2: <laughs> Literally.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, reunited, as you say, with uh, Mike Brody. Mike Brody, yeah, now played by Dennis Quaid. Yes. Yeah. And this film, a mechanic at SeaWorld.
2: Yes, yeah. quite the job.
0: Uh, yeah, quite the vocational switch.
2: More fast. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the natural career progression, Mitch. You start off in machines and you wind up tagging snails. <laughs> As the old saying goes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then an obvious piece of foreshadowing when we find out that the gate is fucked. Yeah. The main yep. gate to the the main gate to the ocean.
2: Yeah, because there's loads of those. Yep. I think I read somewhere that Sea World isn't even anywhere near the ocean either. So like it's just so ridiculous that they've put it there. And like, there's no direct tunnel from the ocean into the sea world, but for some reason it was in the film. And everyone's like, okay then, let's I, just go with this. No I, one will question this.
0: I quite, like, I, I quite like the fact that they're just like, oh fuck, the ocean gate is open. <laughs> Speaking of gates, um, there's some unrest amongst the dolphins at this point. Don't look at me like that. I hate that. What? I hate unrest
1: among dolphins. Nothing worse, <laughs> is there? That episode of The Simpsons. Which episode of The Simpsons? When the dolphins come on land. Oh, oh, the Halloween one. <laughs> it's... Oh my
2: god, I've just googled it. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> That's brilliant.
2: I'm gonna watch this tonight. Get it That's done. tonight's viewing
1: A couple of crucial character introductions here. Cindy and Sandy, the
0: dolphins. That wasn't exactly who I had in mind, but yes. <laughs> yeah yep. everyone's favorites um also uh kathy senior biologist Yep, and uh, best friends with shamu
1: yeah i guess <laughs> that's the killer whale yeah yeah thanks for
2: that <laughs> okay.
1: that's a celebrity killer whale like that's up there with like gentle ben and the littlest hobo that is like that. gentle
2: ben <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. Okay, That's... I've composed myself.
1: Um, I've got. A, by the way, I've got a lot of really uh, heavy '80s references coming up here. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, late '70s, early '80s references. So, Kathy, <coughs>
0: senior biologist, dolphin trainer, general kind of woman of the people, and yep. also Mike's love interest, crucially.
1: Yeah, they've been together for one and a half years. We yeah, find out later. Yeah, that is
0: clunkily revealed <laughs> later on. It <laughs> <laughs> really is. Um, we also meet at this point noted photographer, filmmaker, and Indiana Jones cosplayer, Mr. Philip Fitzroy
2: oh this guy
1: <laughs> i love 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 fitzroyce i can't get enough of him that's uh simon McCorkindale, who was manimal can i can we get a quick round table on
0: uh what we think of fitzroyce then because i feel like we're gonna be running the gauntlet here he's the
1: real hero of the film okay <laughs> And there's an outrageous flirtation between him and Kathy. Yeah. Outrageous. Almost constantly. <laughs> he sexual tension with a knife. No wonder he's always got, he's always, his chest hair's always out. He's a bit, he's really yeah. kind of dapper. He's got that suave English accent. He's, he's everything you want to be.
0: Listen, the minute I mentioned his name, uh, the fr- I kind of got a this fucking guy vibe off you. You less of a fan?
2: Yeah, basically this guy, right? He's just like the epitome of like, english people in like american films you know he's just obnoxious he has a stupid name like he was called fitzroyce anyway so
1: dumb <laughs> apologies to and
2: he's just sorry uh, apologies <laughs> to all Bet- please please don't please don't air tweet me please don't tweet me any hate this guy though he's just he just pisses me off but in a good way I just love laughing his character, I just find him hilariously obnoxious. Um, but in a way, I just I can't get enough of him because of that. It's it's this strange relationship I have with Fitzroy, <laughs> to be quite honest. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. <wait laughs> I just don't know.
0: I had that I had that written down actually. See what you said about him being like the absolute stereotypical, like stuffy, unlikable Englishman
1: mm-hmm. in American
0: films. I thought that as well.
1: He's not stuffy at all. He's the most laid back he <laughs> guy in the world. I think he is a bit. Oh come on to fuck! this is outrageous. <laughs>
2: We've got got a fixed Royce fan here. (laughs) There's
1: no way I'm the only one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to opening up the feedback section on this one for next week, see what people make of this. This is outrageous.
2: Come (laughs) on, Mitch.
1: You you sit there watching this guy doing all the stuff he does and you don't think for a minute. He's living the dream. (laughs) (laughs) He's had quite a life. (laughs) Do you Uh, know who I love? His pal Jack. Jack. I love Jack.
0: The unsung hero of the piece, Jack, I think.
1: I think the scene where Jack is screaming for Fitzroyce later down the line is the saddest moment in the film. I think there's genuine unrequited love in the relationship between Jack and Fitzroyce.
2: Oh, You just made it really sad now. It's horrible. Why do you have
1: to do that? It's horribly sad. It's horribly sad in the moment. Well,
0: <laughs> I, See, I hadn't really caught on to the inherent sadness in this moment either until we were watching the last like, little bit of it earlier on. Uh-huh. And you were like, don't you think this is the saddest bit in the film? I was like, fuck yeah, I guess it is.
1: This is Pearl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike's brother arrives on the scene at this point.
1: Sean, dressed like a fucking cowboy. <laughs> Despite the fact he comes from New York. Like, or New York State, thereabouts, wherever Martha's Vineyard
2: is.
0: I love the fact that they just waltzed in more stereotypes after the English stereotypes. It's like, here's some cowboy stereotypes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah now you've pointed out, I don't really understand that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe you just get to a point and decide. It's cowboy time, you know? Yeah.
2: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they head out for dinner after this, uh, Mike, Kathy, and Sean. Just before we move on, uh, sorry, Sean says that he's just finished these exams and he kind of reels off the litany of exam results he got. Yes. That man is conservatively 28.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my favourite thing about the sequence is when he, he describes one of his grades as a gentleman C. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so a D. <laughs> I mean, how else do
2: you describe it, right? Pretty normal. Yeah. Normal dialogue.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm glad that uh, you don't let that pass me by. So uh, yeah, run about this time, before we go into the watering hole, yeah, uh, Shelby Overman is assigned the job of fixing the of the, the gate, obviously Chekhov's gate. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and and a scene that I actually think is quite tense winds up being mauled by a shark. And we get another uh, protracted 3D shot getting their money's worth out of this 3D with his floating arm. <laughs>
2: it's like one of my favorite shots that i just love it yeah it was just i don't know why it just looks so fake and stupid but it's just great just wonderful
0: um most of my favorite individual shots in this film are things that are obvious relics from when it was 3d (laughs)
2: there's one of the shark later on as well it just looks awful
0: oh my god we'll get to it i think the one you mean
2: yeah yeah (laughs) i could count
1: the awful moments of with the shark in this film on both hands I would need both hands to count them. The shark is woeful <laughs> in this film. And quite funny.
2: Yeah, it's not actually as intimidating as its predecessors, really, is it, the shark. <laughs> no, not <really. laughs> Yeah, not really. <laughs>
1: now, the shark in Jaws of Revenge comes under a lot of flack, understandably. It looks tired. It looks lethargic. <laughs> it looks like it's had a day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm really... At- pains to separate which is the worst i don't know which film is portraying the shark in the worst light it's a good question actually uh,
0: one thing i think that they both have in common is that you very rarely see either of them actually biting anything right mm-hmm. you know like you're like when it looks like it's supposed to be biting something you get a strong feeling like it's just kind of headbutting it
1: <laughs> excuse me mitch uh there's a moment in this where uh, uh where kathy is roundly grabbed by a shark um <laughs> ragdolled, I think it's fair to say, around the ocean. Grabs. Grabs her by her, uh, by her oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. That's true, that's fair, that's reasonable. So I've unraveled your argument right away. Well, okay. cheerfully <laughs> um, <but, laughs> withdrawn. But what I will say is that I still don't know which is the worst shark.
2: I'm inclined to say The Revenge because I fucking hate that film.
1: <laughs> it's probably some internal bias. Impossible for Lucy to be subjective here.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that happens a lot
1: <laughs> in fairness i think
0: you're you're probably right the shark in the event is pretty
1: dreadful that is
0: it <laughs> yeah,
2: really is
0: uh, yeah they're out for dinner the waitress Charlene uh, is obviously we get that she's um a romantic interest of Shelby's obviously at this point unaware of the fact that he is dead and armless at the bottom of the ocean sure so she just thinks that uh, he is fooling around direct quote with the little bitch from the souvenir stand <laughs> <laughs> which for all we know could be a credible theory we don't know this is coming from somewhere yeah I mean like yeah that like the seeds have been planted presumably so it's like sometime yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's got form and then sean excuses himself to go and play standoff which when he said oh i'm gonna go play standoff i was like i don't know what the rules are and then as soon as he went over i was like oh i see it's people knocking each other over what is this game
2: (laughs) i don't know but i want to play it it sounds fun it's like (laughs) it
0: looks like it looks like something that is a very risky venture for drunk people to play in a crowded pub full of glassware
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> as you pluck it out of the pans of your hands, <laughs> fuck. But yeah, um, he uh,
0: captures the attention of Kelly.
1: Kelly, yeah, L- Leah Thompson, just before finding fame and back to the future, and before fucking it all up uh, on Howard the Duck, before finding it again with Caroline in the city. <laughs> a roller coaster of a career. Uh, as a roller coaster of a career, I would say. Um, I find her absolutely adorable I also always have We get some quality um, Unnecessary exposition When they're back at the table
0: Because this is the point Where um, they sit back down With uh, Kathy And with Mike Yeah And just completely Apropos nothing He's like They've been together For a year and a half
1: It's important um to to kind of flesh this out, but I'm not sure that Sean was the right character to deliver this uh bombshell, really, was what it is. It's yeah, I mean it's it's handy for us to know, but I think that the <laughs> the way it's delivered is pretty weird.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit strange. Yeah, like you need to know that it's a serious relationship, it just has to be shoved in there somewhere, like, okay. That is true. <laughs> they haven't been together for a week, guys. It's a year and a half. This is some serious shit. Serious business? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Good lord.
1: They are discussing the future and their future yeah. together and they are part in each other's future. So it's pretty serious.
2: Yeah, but why would you do that in the middle of a bar though? It's a bit weird, like with your friends. It's some... It's a bit like, <laughs> ah, yes.
1: <laughs> this
0: film is littered with them having really poorly timed conversations about the future.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because <laughs> I think they're right in the middle of the like, absolute chaos of the third act. Uh, everyone's racing around. People are dying, and she's like, "You know what? I think I'm going to come to Venezuela." <laughs>
1: <laughs> she thought she was going to die. She didn't fucking mean that. That was just that was just a, 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 just to relax them, chill them out, give them one last good fucking thought before one of the one or both of them die. Uh, it was so transparent to me that she had no. Then, when she survives at the end, she's like, "Fuck, I'm going to Venezuela." <laughs>
2: yeah i quite like a character but you're right about poorly timed like conversations and stuff it's like can this wait till the shark's like dead like come on now <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. we'll talk about this later. Like, it's fine <laughs> um yeah i, I quite like a character as well
0: um a little a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of kind of like a kind of like strong fe- like strong female lead you see it earlier on kind of like asserting herself with philip oh yeah mm-hmm. when he's like yeah. oh can i talk to someone that's like senior and she's like well i'm the senior biologist and he's like oh fuck
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i love that line it's like damn that's such a good line
1: love <laughs> See just before she we gets
2: away... to just like piss about with dolphins it's like amazing what a job i love that
1: <laughs> see just before we move away from the bar there's a bit i fucking hate oh go on when uh the waitress comes back over and asks them who's paying the bill and uh she, oh yeah she goes, uh, who's paying and they all point at each other and it's just, I was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Stop. I was like, "I oh, get fucked. <laughs>
0: it's so funny that you, should, that you saw that, because I looked at it and totally, I picked it up totally differently. I just saw everyone pointing and thought they were all
1: pointing at Kathy, which is much worse. No, they all point at each other. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty lame. Like, there's no way you could put that was that that was choreographed with an inch of its fucking life on the set. Uh, that took take after take after take. I promise you. I feel quite bad for reading it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, they all kind of t- they
0: all kind of take off out of the bar at this point, and I think that it's really funny that. Um, so obviously Sean and Kelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. They. She wants. She wants to go kind of swimming, and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to." So they kind of compromise, they don't go for the ocean, instead they go to this little lagoon. Uh, Sean obviously has a fear of the water, understandably also doesn't want to kind of disrupt the mood by bringing up his family's rich history of being the victims of multiple shark attacks. <laughs> but like, um, I think it's really funny how his kind of like lifelong fear of the water is overcome almost immediately when an attractive woman's like, ah, come on
2: yeah that's a bit strange isn't it it's like if you've had a lifelong fear of the water you wouldn't just suddenly go in and start like now you're having sex with someone it's like come on that's like you're so vulnerable at this point like come <laughs> on what what are you thinking like Mitch don't you dare <laughs> Andy's,
0: don't... Like,
1: Andy's looking at me across the room right now being like wouldn't I <laughs> don't you dare sit there and tell <laughs> me that you wouldn't have dived right in there with your clothes on you'd have been right uh... in there uh, any, any sane man would have been perfect. they're up to their fucking ankles
0: in that <laughs> water, that deep. water
1: is not deep I will not say, I will not say
0: you're going to have my reputation dragged through the mud by you
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't like flying right, but I do it, it's a means to an end I have to get places, I have to fly, suck it up and get on with it beautiful woman asked me to go splish splash splish splash, splash into the lagoon with her you better believe I'm going in Listen, yeah but
2: how do you has half your family been killed by sharks, know what I mean?
1: Well, <laughs> guy's
2: pretty fucked up. Really. See, you've got no idea
1: how many of my family have died in plane crashes. It's, it's none.
2: Oh, man, I didn't know that was so big in Scotland, shit.
0: <laughs> uh, there's, while all this is going on, all this kind of, all these japes, something much more sinister is happening. Lurking just below the surface, you mean? Oh, very good. No, uh, yeah, we've got uh, two guys who have broken in with the intention of stealing some reef i believe some reef yeah well like or some coral, coral. some yeah, coral right sorry right. not reef fucking hell we have two guys what? who are with <laughs> the intensity with some coral
1: tropical alcopops. <laughs> remember reef
0: yes i do <laughs> um uh, they're not long for this world either i again i think as a kind of understated early shark death i think
1: that this one's quite good i actually really like this what a, what i love is the moment where the empty dinghy like gets imploded in. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a really good death. The, de- the, the death isn't. The death's fairly nondescript, but I, I really love the aftermath. That just that visual of the boat bursting. Yeah. Um. I really like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: Cause I like I like that death. and I like that effect as well. But it, I don't know. People people fucking hate this, and it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> It's like your first breakdown on this podcast is me
0: but... this is totally going to be the leave britney alone of this podcast isn't it <laughs> ah,
2: leave Joss 3d alone
0: you're gonna to have to this go through
2: good.
1: me <laughs> <laughs> i really like when uh when they're splish splashing around in the water and mike's got the bullhorn and he kind of threatens them like he's a security guard
2: oh yeah Oh, that's is cringy, isn't
1: it? <laughs> no, I think like I think it's funny because like um
0: I think that a lot of the kind of and I think this is true in Jaws of Revenge as well, I think that some of the kind of like the kind of brotherly kinda of banter and kinda of joshing is quite cringy and quite stilted,
1: but I actually think that's actually funny. His brothers dead in Jaws of Revenge, Mitch. Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> I suppose the banter would be pretty tepid <laughs> then, wouldn't
2: it? <laughs> oh, damn
1: <laughs> Too soon, Mitch. Too soon.
2: <laughs> Too
0: soon. <laughs> Too soon to make jokes about that event from the alternate timeline of the Joseverse.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I love, right? I just noticed it for the first time watching it in preparation for doing this. Very next scene, Sean's got a hangover, Mike's making breakfast. While he's making breakfast, he's kinda he's got his dog on the worktop, and the dog's eating out a bowl and Mike's holding its ears up out of the way. <laughs> I didn't even spot that. Are you kidding? No, I was just like, <laughs> "What? Look at his! Dog, look what he's doing! He's like holding his dog's ears out of the way. The dog's loving it. It's it's not caring, but I just thought it was a really odd and cute thing to put in a film like this."
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go back and look out for that now. That is hilarious. I got. I gotta
1: say, I didn't. I didn't
0: spot that. It's really lovely. Um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the broody breakfast is disrupted because uh, Mike's called in for what sounds pretty serious. Um, obviously, what we're getting now is the realisation that Shelby is missing. Charlene turns up at this point again. She's still furious. She's not buying a word of this. And my favourite line of dialogue in the whole film comes at this point because she thinks that he's been a kind of duplicitous cheater. And she says that he can take a flying leap at a rolling donut on a gravel driveway.
2: Oh, I use that line all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's like I can't even offer a theory at what that means. It's like a Mad
1: Lib. It's exactly like a Mad Lib.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just lent on the cable and That'll do. <laughs>
1: does anyone else think any time that they're like under the water in this lagoon, right, which was which is supposed to be this amazing aquatic wonderland? Does anyone else think that it's bland as fuck?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> All the fish that you see there are hideous and (laughs) grey some of them are some of them they're those ones that just kind of look like stones and they're just ugly mouths they're just gaping maws with poisonous teeth nothing there's nothing attractive at all in that lagoon to look at it's fucking horrible it's a hellscape it costs 34 million (laughs) dollars (laughs) Yeah, and they couldn't get nice fucking shiny iridescent fish. All they've got is just the ugliest fucking munters of the ocean. (laughs) It's depressing.
0: Furious. You do get some incredible CG here as, a, as when the submersible goes in search of Shelby. Because um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, I'm not going to lie, like at this point, Lucy, I'd forgotten that this was originally in 3D. Um, I was sufficiently swept up in the film that I'd forgotten that it was actually CAD Jaws 3D. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so when we were underwater and you saw that, I was like, Jesus, this looks fucking dreadful. And then I remembered again that obviously these are kind of like uh, 3D transfers that were never designed to be viewed
1: this way. <laughs>
2: Yeah, literally, this looks so shit. <laughs> I'm
1: glad they look the way they do. <laughs> it I, makes the film, though. You need it. I, I
0: totally agree. I think, I think it makes. I think it amps up the charm in those scenes massively. <laughs> <laughs> we have an extremely close encounter with the shark at this point, and then Lucy, your favourite character, Bouchard, is called to the scene. I think that, like, what the problem is with this guy is that he's kind of, like, got all the money and none of the, like, brains.
1: Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> he's always like Hey, you, come, come over here. Where you going, come here. <laughs> That's what he says. He, uh, I, he's, he's a businessman first and foremost, Mitch. This is an inconvenience he could do without, frankly. And is just the same as we're coming on to July the 4th weekend on Amity Island... He's concerned about opening weekend here at SeaWorld for the Undersea Kingdom. He's I look gone. like you've
2: called it an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> A guy dying is totally inconvenient. Yeah, really.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah,
0: Be sure it's truly the victim here.
2: Did, did you notice yeah. any time the shark's on screen,
1: right? Because they know the shark looks fucking dreadful. So what they do is they intersperse it with stock footage of great white sharks. Um, but they're, they're, they're madly sped up. The the footage of the sharks is sped up to a degree that is laughable. See, so you always spot these things and I don't. Oh my god, watch it again if you if you can be bothered. Um but uh yeah, this this stock footage of the sharks, I just kept going, that shark doesn't move anywhere near that quickly.
2: Yeah, I didn't spot that either, I must admit. I'm gonna to have to go and like look out for that again. I'm but... starting to think I'm the only one who watched this. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just not that quite that observant, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: no, same, same. I think that the conversation that happens around this time when they're kind of addressing what's going on is really funny because, like, see, like Fitzroy says that um, killing a shark on the premises would be great publicity, right? Which I think is wild because I think that killing a shark on the like having to kill a shark on the premises would be a damning indictment of the company's lax approach to security.
2: <laughs> it would also wouldn't. Yeah, affect. literally, it's like it's like what's wrong with you? Like, stop.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, what what we need to do is kill it on the premises. What
1: we need to do is get the fuck out of here with a minimum of fuss.
2: (laughs) Just, (laughs) shoo,
1: (laughs) shoo, back into the sea. It also wouldn't reflect particularly well on the practices of SeaWorld. No. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's it's, it's an
0: excellent point.
1: On the surface, certainly, their uh, their whole ethos is about uh, educating and kind of using animals as spectacle, I think, to blast one into smithereens with hand grenades. (laughs) Which, which is the the proposal here, um, wouldn't look that that great. And um, Mike Brody actually refers to sharks here as murderers. That seems like yeah, profiling. I mean, I mean, they are. But murder implies, <laughs> murder implies, uh, implies drive and forethought. Um, when sharks are creatures, a pure instinct, Mitch.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you think that you think that they uh, <laughs> they lack the kind of uh, the mental element.
1: The shark's not like it's not act. Obviously, it enjoys the revenge. There is an element of perhaps murderousness towards the, in the shark's intentions, but not. Well, when say... the shark follows her to the Bahamas, yeah, I think that that's a little different. <laughs> One eye on the plane, yeah,
0: <laughs> I think they're more motiveless here. Uh, yeah, I th- I think murderers is a little bit is a little bit harsh. Um, I also think that it's um it's equally irresponsible. They like obviously they decide that they don't want to blow it up, which I think is better for everyone. And what they settle on instead is um tranquilizing it and keeping it as an attraction and kind of uh, nursing it back to health, which I, I think also feels kind of cynical.
2: Oh man, like these guys need to watch Jurassic Park, you know what happens when you do stuff like this? Have you learnt nothing? <laughs> um, oh, it's just, it's just such a ridiculous decision though, but it's my favourite decision in the entire film, it's just fucking hilarious that they thought it was a good idea.
1: Everything <laughs> about how they handle this shark is preposterous. Uh, yeah, especially see when they've got it in that little tiny tank. Um, when the tank that it sadly passes in, yes, that water is about two feet deep. Yes, people are like all around this tank and can like dip their hands in. This company is a fucking shambles. <laughs> it cares not a drop about about any. Uh, this is all about the the almighty buck. Yes, none yeah. of this in any way is safe. I'd love to see the risk assessment for that tank. I think it would make for pretty fucking grim reading, I think.
0: <laughs> I have to touch on this. Um, so obviously they do eventually, like you say, they um, they subdue the shark, they take it back, they keep it. And um, fairly early on, when we're getting in- like introduced to the shark, if you like, Kathy says, oh, don't do anything that's going to traumatise him. It's like they've already harpooned him with a tranquilizer <laughs> and d- dragged him from his natural habitat and stirred him in a tiny holding bin. It's like, what else? could can- <laughs> How much worse can it be? I think and it's
2: just it's why that, that just jumps in as well. It's like what are you doing? Get out. <laughs> what, what if it comes to you and like kills you? Are you stupid? Yeah. It's just like these characters though, like oh.
1: that's an altruistic move that I've got a lot of time for. Um when they jump in to save the shark or to attempt to save the shark. I've got a lot of time for them doing that. Yeah. I think it
0: bears mentioning that the only reason that the shark ends up in attack that small It's Calvin Bouchard. It's Calvin Bouchard. Bring the shark over here. Dang you, Bouchard. (laughs) Stick the shark in here. This is going to to come out like 70% you doing Luke Gossett Jr. impersonations.
2: (laughs) Spot on, though.
0: I don't know if it's racist. (laughs) I guess we'll find out soon enough,
2: won't we? Too late now. (laughs)
0: Um, First look at the underwater tunnels uh, at this point, which seem to be a mixture of nautical trivia and haunted house props.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the it's the Jonah and the Whale exhibit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which
0: inexplicably has people getting grabbed by tentacles.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've never understood that.
0: <laughs> uh Bouchard's decision, like you say, backfires instantly, we lose the shark. This is kind of obviously a precursor to the fact that there is a much larger shark lurking. Uh huh. I, I, I kind of like the misdirect of this.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Um Shelby yeah. Overman I uh turns up here.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Lucy, the reveal
1: of Shelby's body and how it happens I (laughs) laugh so hard every time I see this (laughs) (laughs) so uh, the little girl girl in the Undersea kingdom peering through a porthole um, and Shelby's body hoves into view, he appears to have had all his skin sucked off he has one bulbous eye and um, this obviously causes a bit of a panic, and one little girl winds up with her face pressed <laughs> right against Shelby's, and she screams and screams and screams, and it's very funny.
2: Oh, it shouldn't be funny though; it's just it's just so bad.
1: <laughs> it's it's pretty
0: special, <laughs> Andy. I wanted your take on this. You deal more in practical effects than any of the rest of us. Yeah, sure. Yes. Um, uh-huh. So uh, we have here the. Uh, now kind of like fairly weather-beaten body of shelby yeah mm-hmm. from a filmmaker's perspective how does this look to you because i really don't know
1: waxy plasticky mm-hmm. when he, when you get the, the reveal of the full torso and you see the musculature and stuff i've got a fair bit of time for that okay um but on the whole not the best
0: <laughs> <laughs> kathy connects the dots pretty quickly about what's going on here
1: yeah, yeah, because yeah, she, she's the smart one, Mitch Yeah,
0: dropping some senior biologist knowledge bombs uh, <laughs> The de- the dead shark's a baby Shelby was killed by its mother Who's presumably now consumed with a bloodthirsty uh, lust for vengeance And yeah, she figures that out in record time uh-huh. Pieces it together with what seems like pretty sound biological reasoning to me And the sequence where they, when they realise that that's happening
1: What, you mean when uh, they're sitting in the Neptune room? The swanky Neptune room re- restaurant? <laughs> that's yeah, this is preposterous <laughs>
0: Yeah, the sequence that follows when they're trying to alert everyone in the park that they have credible reason to believe that there is a giant shark. That's kind of a clear and present threat. Everything that happens for about maybe the next three to five minutes is hilarious.
1: I absolutely agree. This is carnage on a massive scale. Uh, It is so, so, so funny. Going off on a slight tangent here. Sean Brody and Kelly are on a bumper boat. She's got them on the water again. God. Yeah,
0: it's he's, he's, he's just um, that that childhood fear has been sold down the river quite literally.
1: So-, <laughs> so let me run you through the the sequence of events, Mitch. Here, and you can tell me if I've missed anything.
0: Okay. I have. I have a favourite. So um, Mike but, yeah. Brody
1: runs off at a blistering pace. Yep. Right. He throws a man to the ground who is driving a cart laden with popcorn. The popcorn <laughs> falls to the ground. Jack Fitzroy's pal punches a guy out. Yes. Uh, then there's a mud fight. Yeah, Mike throws a man into the water, and it's it's pretty wild. Have I missed something? Um, the only I I had um I had I thought
0: it was Mike tumbling out of a golf cart at one point. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> What th- a
2: glorious scene! <laughs> I
0: completely agree. I think that you could show that at twice the speed and have the Benny Hill music playing, and it would it would look and feel fine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like comedy time and it's just glorious. It is, it's pretty special. <laughs> Everything else in the film's at two times the speed, so it would that would work absolutely <laughs> oh. fine. Um, but Kelly gets wounded Ooh. in the chaos here as well. Yeah, I love the bit with uh, the water skiers here when the shark's just like feet behind them and they're kind of oblivious to its presence. Yeah. And the one girl kind of gets lifted up and tilted back and she's like upside down and sees the shark underneath. I think that's fucking great. That to me is the... Is the best single moment in isolation in the film? Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's the <laughs> that moment where we're in on it, but the the these how many, however many people there are, like eleven people or something. I think it's really fucking cool. And then obviously all hell breaks loose in there as well. It certainly does. Yeah, Lucy, what's your top pick for like kind of favorite individual shot in the film?
2: I think honestly, it's when they're sat in that restaurant, like you said earlier, and like you know, obviously. Um, K goes to talk to Bouchard and it's like oh look this is what's happened then there's just this big ass shark that just conveniently swims behind them and again that's kind of like comedy timing you know it's like oh I don't believe this I don't believe this and suddenly a big fucking shark and it's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and then everyone just loses it and it's like oh (laughs) so you're right then it's just hilarious I just love that moment I could watch it like over and over again
1: (laughs) I
0: think think there's a a decent amount of like uh, a lot of the film's best work whether it means to be or not is kind of comedic.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Well, <laughs> I I kind of like I I kind of hum and about how much of it's intentional, how much of it isn't.
2: Yeah, I'd like to know. Actually, I would if I could ask the director one question, it would be that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how
2: much of it was supposed to be funny, and how much of it were you trying to go for like sort of serious thriller element because I, there wasn't a lot of that really.
1: <laughs> I have a little bit of an answer uh, to that. Okay. Oh, the, this film was originally conceived as a spoof. Oh! oh. And then they... they, ah. pad, they So they are, were originally going to go super comedy on it. Uh, like, um, like Airplane with a Shark. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they padded out. They tried to pad out the action and horror elements of it a little bit more. But yeah, it was originally extremely comical. And I think some of that stuff's hung around here. And I think this scene in particular, like you're saying, the Benny Hill scene, Mitch, um, very much... Uh, falls under that
0: yeah i think that that actually explains a lot
1: yeah because there is a guy who takes a prat fall into a mud pit
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is that is pretty much exactly how that goes down see um although i think lizzie i think that how the next bit is set up is pretty good i think that like um obviously the shark kind of rams the tunnel the water crashes in everybody has to act pretty fast um mm-hmm. bouchard's not around so for once somebody makes a good decision uh <laughs> <laughs> they lock down the doors, and what you've got is the kind of the uh, the tourists that are kind of marooned in there, in like that are kind of in this. They're temporarily kind of trapped in a little room with the water rising. I think that, like in terms of, because like say, I mean, I think that the film deals in comedy quite heavily, but I think that for a kind of tension moment, that's one of the better ones.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, it is kind of funny in the sense where she's like it's not gonna rise any higher blah 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 it's kind of like cringy dialogue but that aside it is probably one of the most intense sort of scenes in the entire film actually you know and you know i I, i'm i don't like closed like closed off kind of tight spaces so for me that is like my idea of hell Mm -hmm. like nobody would want to be in that anyway but I... i mean like Yeah, watching that, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Doesn't make me feel very nice.
1: (laughs) I absolutely agree. To me, that's the biggest slice of nightmare feel in the whole film. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't feel actually that the plight of these people is played as much as it should have been. To me, that could have been like the central, the the kind of central event in the whole film. Mm -hmm. um, Trying to rescue these people with this marauding shark. That to me works far better than what the film actually is. Um, Some unbelievable extra work down here, though, uh, under the sea from these uh, trapped people. Yeah, this is
0: more eagle-eyed stuff from you. I didn't clock this until you pointed out it to me. Uh, Lucy, do you, did you spot anything to do with the extra that looks a little bit like Matthew McConaughey, who's in the, sh- the centre of the frame quite a lot, with a purple checked shirt?
2: No.
1: He's I fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. Like, he, he has panicked down to a T. He might actually think that he's in this predicament. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Uh, it was one of those things that when you pointed out, I was like, "What?" And then we watched it back. Honestly, uh, the guy is hilarious. I would love if the director hadn't told him this was going to happen. <laughs> and the doors just closed, the water came up, and he was like, "What? Oh, fuck!" Uh, he's like, "Oh no, shit!" He steals the scene in a way that I find absolutely wonderful. I love when an extra just takes over, like the guy with the red hair in Ghostbusters, who's like, "Ghostbusters, yeah, all right." <laughs> I was like, "Give that! I want to know that guy's story."
0: second i know i i think second in command in terms of kind of the slightly weirder moments with the extras uh here is the guy who while he's being evacuated from one of the tunnels that is filling with water at what can be described as a lethal rate <laughs> yeah sure uh doubles back on himself because his wallet fell out of his pocket
2: <laughs> yeah it's like mate this is the least of your worries
1: yeah. so <laughs> <like>, that card's <laughs> not going to work
0: anyway man
2: yeah
1: it's just a faffable when you lose your wallet <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a pain in the ass because it it necessitates cancelling cards, and then, when you log into your Amazon, you need to put your new card details, and it's a pain in the ass. Go back for like, it. I absolutely advocate going back for it. It's also a faff when you drown.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Life's all about risks, Mitch. You miss one hundred percent of the chances that you don't take. <laughs>
2: I
0: also I really like the press conference that happens just after this. You know that like, the guy's kinda of making the statement and he's just he's 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 basically playing kind of like um taboo with the word trapped.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's been an event <laughs>
0: There's been an incident and uh, and everyone is temporarily uh, being being held there until it <laughs> <they're> fixed <based inside. laughs> I was just waiting for
1: somebody to be like, Would you say they're trapped No, no, I wouldn't use those words exactly. one thing i will say moving on is that a plan is formed at this point largely between Fitzroy and jack who decide what we should do is we will use ourselves as live bait to lure the shark back into this filtration pipe to buy time for mike Brody to weld the tunnel back to restore the pressure thereby dropping the water level and freeing the trapped visitors one thing I will say: this plan goes surprisingly well, almost flawless, until the point that Philip Fitzroy is eaten.
0: Yeah, I think I, th- I, I think that, like, <laughs> considering how elaborate it sounds at the planning stage, mm-hmm. it goes off extremely smoothly, like you say, with the exception of uh, Fitzroy being eaten.
2: <laughs> Do you think it was kind of predictable that Fitzroy was going to die, though? Because you know he was sort of you know positioned as you know the kind of stereotypical semi-evil british guy. I kind of saw his death coming the first time I watched this. It's inevitable.
1: <laughs> I did too. Uh, and I and I'll say yeah. I'll say that I agree with you. Um but what I would have absolutely loved is for him to emerge from the shark's mouth later and and just be like kind of you know that kind of James Bond way where he's like all his clothes are still dry and just be like <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've had some scrapes in my time, but like, I just have some quirky one-liner, some little non sequitur, but sadly, no. He um is eaten by a shark, um yet he starts bleeding when it's when he's in its gullet. Like he manages to completely avoid any kind of mastication, but starts bleeding furiously the minute he hits the shark's gullet. That is quite strange. Chekhov's <laughs> hand grenade, though. Chekhov's hand grenades. Yep. <laughs>
0: Pulling in hard towards the end of this and I was not prepared for quite how spectacular um the death of the shark was gonna be.
2: Isn't it brilliant? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Those special effects though, it's just gorgeous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just before we get to we get to the, 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 the kind of final scene and the, the kind of control room, I need to touch on the shark's escape. The shark uses its tail somehow to break metal bars or break a metal lock. Yep. Um, Pretty strong stuff. Yep, yep. (laughs) Um, At which point the shark is beset by the dolphins. Yes. And this scene, more than any, I would say, shows the limitation of the shark. Because it just sits there immobile. <laughs> roaring again, by the way, Jaws of Revenge comes under a lot comes under a lot of flack for the shark roaring. It's doing it here, it's growling, it's roaring, it's mumbling. <laughs> but here, these these dolphins are bashing against this giant foam shark and it is doing nothing to defend itself. It's not swimming away, it's not thrashing, it's not attacking. It sits there immobile and it is sad. It's saddening. Do you think it's just a shell of its former self? Uh, it's like it's already given up.
2: <laughs> oh, right. I mean, those dolphins are pretty badass, though. They're not scared of anything. Yeah, you
1: are getting stuck right around. Yeah, um... I think they pretty quickly read the threat as pretty unthreatening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though, I think you probably wouldn't have needed to blow that shark up if you'd uh, if you'd given it like five more minutes, it probably would have been like, oh, fuck this. And would have just gone home.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just left. <Yeah. laughs> they it killed itself. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> It's got (laughs) dark. Just just, just stop swimming. Yeah, oh fucking hell, here we go. Just stop swimming and sink. Um uh the the
0: kind of second round shark attack and Lucy earlier on I think that this is potentially the three D shark shot you were talking about.
1: Oh my god.
2: I think it is
0: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty uh pretty special stuff. It just kind of comes heartling towards kind of to us and shatters the glass, but everything about it looks like, and I think there's
1: too much 3D going on. <laughs> How dare you use the word huddle. <laughs> that yeah. shark, it moves at a snail's pace. It, it is not moving its tail. It is not propelling itself in any way, shape or form through the, way, through the, the water. It is gliding, immobile again, <laughs> static, rigid, until the moment that it bizarrely smiles.
0: If it was um, comparable to any creature of the deep, it's moving more like an iceberg at this point, isn't it?
1: Icebergs <laughs> are more personality. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, this, man. <laughs> this is the worst, the, the worst CG moment in the film, because at least the other ones are things that are supposed to be immobile, largely. Like, the floating arm, largely immobile. The, the bitten-off fish head, largely immobile, although it's kind of opening and closing its mouth. All of it's still more believable than this final shot of the shark, which should be this should be a big fucking spectacle.
0: I think that it's the possibly is the worst CG moment, but in turn the best moment of the film.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know how
0: you can say
2: that. You would call it the best. Wow. It's about. I
0: mean, like it's the it's the one that made me laugh the hardest. I don't know. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that and best are not the same, but yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's fair.
0: Um, but yeah, ultimately, like I said, the, the shark unceremoniously detonated.
1: You've skipped the machinate the 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 how this happens quite dramatically much.
0: Oh, of course, there's 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 uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's the struggle.
1: Yeah, a struggle ensues. The shark smashes its way into the the control room, and um, Bouchard beats a hasty retreat. Pretty much just leaves Mike and Cathy down there to. Well, they've got they've got diving gear on, so that, that that's a blessing. Um, but yeah, Mike uh takes it upon himself to. Use a hook to hook the pin from the grenade that Fitzroyce is holding. Yeah. Hoping beyond hope that rigor mortis is set in sufficiently <laughs> that that wouldn't just be wrenched from his hands. <laughs> or that his death grip is so insanely tight um, that it provides sufficient support for the hand grenade that the pin could be easily dislodged. <laughs> Not to pick not pick holes in the film. guess like I, I don't think the physics of
0: this moment were ever designed to be examined this closely. But sure
2: enough, the I can just imagine someone writing this and being like, I've got it and they're like, Yeah, go on. They're like, We'll just like take the grenade from his dead hand and we'll detonate it and they go, Wow, yes, perfect. You just think, Fuck, who thought of this? You know what I mean? Of <laughs> all the ways to kill the shark, it's like, That's it. That is the way.
1: I think they probably got to so many rewrites of this script that they were like, "Fuck it, yeah, that'll do."
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that'll
1: do. Get in the swimming pool and get it filmed. Yeah, uh, just, While all this is going on, the shark is just languidly thrashing from side to side. Like, it is complete disinterest on the shark's part at this point. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, quite frankly, the explosions are blessing. <laughs> <laughs> the explosions, pretty. Uh, the cl- explosions, pretty spectacular. Except for the 3D, inverted commas, Jaws, jaws. that fill the screen. Fuck off. <laughs> the, the the actual Shrack Jaws are on screen for so long. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you think there was an element of padding-out runtime involved
0: here?
2: Probably, yeah.
0: I mean, like, uh, but from the rewrites maybe, I think as well, but like, I think in general, uh, yeah, I would say this struggle feels pretty protracted. I feel like this is something <laughs> that takes maybe a quarter of an hour that could have been wrapped up in five.
1: Yeah, oh, man. I think the last thirty minutes of this film move at a hell of a clip. You think? Yeah, I suppose it's pretty brisk. Once,
0: once we kind of get the, uh, the like the Mister Egg, we realise it's a bigger shark. Yeah. I think the gear shift happens with the Benny Hill stuff.
1: But like I said, the plan unfolds perfectly. There's never a moment where it falls down. Do you know what I mean? Where they like, where they have to reset and reconfigure and try to figure out another way to kind of overcome this. Yeah, there's no recalibration moment. No, at any point it, it all thing. just goes without a hitch to the point that everything from the Towards the end, just flies through perfectly. Like everything works out absolutely perfectly, right to the end. <laughs> it's pretty remarkable, really. Yeah, uh, and then we get rewarded with a very idyllic
0: final scene.
2: Doobie? Oh, it's so funny. Do we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they get rewarded with a very idyllic final scene. Uh, Lucy, oh, this is an unbelievably cheesy final scene to this film. I think. Um, oh,
2: I love it. The dolphins.
0: When you get this kind of moment
1: of panic. And they're like, "What happened to Cindy and Sandy?" Yeah, well, one of them earlier looks like it gets munched. Yeah, there is an, there is a, a fairly valid worry for at least one of the dolphins. Yeah, the stakes have never been higher.
2: <laughs> yeah, so worried about that dolphin. It's like my favourite character. It's like, come on, <laughs> you can do it.
0: And sure enough, but there they both are, and, everyone... and they jump
2: out the water, and it's so beautiful, <laughs> and it, it,
0: and it ends on a freeze frame.
2: Oh, oh God. <laughs>
1: okay. I could, I, 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 I could hear you groaning from behind me. So let's break this down. From this point on, presumably they go to Venezuela, and uh, their relationship crumbles like Rivita shortly afterwards. <laughs> because she never wanted to go to Venezuela. She She's never wanted. Gonna... She has her own life to lead. Mike then relocates to the Bahamas. Uh yeah. Into an entirely different job and face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I see where this is going. Continue, <laughs> and then we're into Jaws four.
0: We are, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> an, an end of a relationship and expensive reconstructive surgery. Yep. Works for yeah. me. And, <laughs> Nailed um, it. <laughs> and yeah, well, now we've uh, now we've joined the universes and the timelines. We're done. Lucy, you're helping us put together a kind of subset of Jaws films now.
1: Um, yeah, I think we're really at the end of it though, because Jaws Two is pretty good, and Jaws is amazing, one of the best films ever made. Yeah, I
0: think that if we're going to continue the
1: shark film thing, then we
0: definitely need to move away from this franchise.
1: Oh man, there are there are so many we could do.
0: Yeah, they
2: are. So when you talk about sharks with lots of heads, that yep. that's the next one on your list. Yeah,
1: or, <laughs> or that time there was a shark in Venice with one of the Baldwin brothers. What? <laughs> shark in Venice? Shark in Venice? Really? oh man, you're missing out.
0: I did. In the in the pantheon of ridiculous shark films, that sounds particularly good. Yeah, slash bad. I think there's one called Shark Sess as well.
1: Yeah, there it is. Yeah. 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 Oh, the sh- it's actually Shark Exorcist, Mitch, sorry. Nah,
0: that's fair. My attempt at joining them together is pretty clumsy.
1: But then you've got Jurassic Shark, you've got Ghost Shark, you've got House Shark, you've got Sand Sharks, <laughs> you've got... Me- oh my obviously- god,
2: House Shark, Yeah, it's you've-, so
1: good. <laughs> you've got Mega. obviously numerous Mega Shark, you've got multiple-headed shark attacks. Yes. You-, you obviously have your, sadly, ending now Sharknado. Yeah, Sky um, Sharks. Sky Sharks, yeah, sure, yeah, um... Possibilities are endless, really. Uh, <laughs> the shark is uh, the ultimate cinematic bad guy. Uh, yeah,
0: that's fair. Lucy, uh, this was this was a good pick in the, t- in the sense that there was a hell of a lot to unpack.
2: Yeah, there was.
0: Um, I've come out the other side and I still don't know where I am with this. I am willing to admit that of the latter Jaws sequels, this is the better film. I would say potentially I had more fun with Jaws The Revenge, saying nothing of the quality of either.
2: Yeah, no, fair enough. I think... You know, I'm under no illusion that, you know, people absolutely hate Joe's 3, but I just think if you want a good afternoon's entertainment and just want to laugh and take the piss out of it, this is the film for you, honestly. You know, it's just, it's so funny. And that's partially why I love it so much, it's got that charm, that charm to it. <laughs> I, I,
1: definitely, I definitely get that, and I do think that the film actually does a fair amount of stuff right, but mm-hmm. um, story-wise it's just a bit of a mess how they, they kind of get from A to B. <laughs> Um, But let me lay it out for you here. One more. Uh, (laughs) I did say that I thought this film, uh, I I had a lot of time for it. I definitely feel like it slipped to the bottom of the Four Jaws films for me. Amen. That's not to say I didn't have a good time watching it. Yeah, I think I need to side with AJ on this, that I think uh, overall Jaws the Revenge, well... While the shark definitely needs put down by that point, <laughs> uh, I actually film, think that the film does way
0: more right than this. But I think you're, like, you're right. This is never not entertaining. And I think that all the kind of three and four, I think both kind of, they both kind of make for good kind of few beers films. But yeah. it is kind of bizarre to think, I mean, when you take a step back from it, I think it's kind of strange to think that they belong in the same universe as the original. I mean, mm-hmm. the second
1: one obviously works fine, follows on, same family, a lot of the same actors. Obviously, you've still got Roy Scheider in there. He said he absolutely would not come back and do this, so he filled filled his calendar to the point that they could not get him. Really? Yeah, so he wouldn't be swayed into doing it. He filled his calendar so busy with work that he could just go, look, I'm not free for years. <laughs> 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 so he, he was fucking having none of it. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, like I say, it's it kind of stands as a bit of an anomaly because it is completely glossed over and uh, retconned in the next one. Um, and I think for that reason alone, it demands a little bit of love because, because it is overlooked, but don't go into expecting a good film because it's actually not a very good film. Which I think
0: Lucy's basically kind of why you brought it to the table, I think.
2: Yeah, no, I just, it's just fun, you know? I just, I, I endorse shitty shark films. <laughs> it's like my favourite, like, sub-genre of films at this point.
0: <laughs> Lucy, before we wrap up, you want to take a sec to uh, talk about the blog, Lucy Goes to Hollywood?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And the podcast.
0: Um, and the podcast, yeah, which is inbound, I believe.
2: Yeah, yeah, I re- just recorded my first episode, which is pretty exciting. I recorded that a few days ago. Um... It needs work, you know, obviously I'm a bit of a novice, but I'm having fun playing around with that anyway. Uh, the first episode is uh, discussing the Bohemian Rhapsody controversy, which I'm sure will be fun, oh, yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. hoping that's well received, so talking about that. And the, the blog, yeah, just um, collaborating with lots of people, getting reviews out, doing lots of re- reviews for Jump Cut, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. I tend to just dabble in everything at this point. You know, it's, uh, I don't really tend to focus on one genre, I kind of just jump around which is it's suiting me just fine though i yeah. like it
0: and uh if everyone if anyone's looking to keep up with that uh where can they
2: yeah so um on twitter at blog and on instagram at blog as well
1: cool lucy thanks a lot lucy thank you so much for yeah, doing thank this thank you so and, much
2: uh, yeah I had a blast <laughs> yeah
1: yeah a little bit disappointed that jaws 3 didn't live up to my, my recollection of it but uh I'm so yeah. glad to have revisited that again, and I now have all my ducks in a row about uh, the franchise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lucy, all the best. So I think the door probably closing on the Jaws sequels for us. I think it has too. I don't. I don't see how it how it can. Yeah. Um. But a big thank you to Lucy from Lucy Goes to Hollywood. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Lucy. stop by and talking Jaws three with us. Um. And well, I suppose we're out. Yeah. Once yeah. Again. Yep. We go back beneath the waves for the time being. But not for long It's never for that long That's true We will be back on Monday of course With another minisode for your delectation Minisode 40 Christ I know Yeah And needless to say We will have all the usual stuff We'll be talking about what we've been watching We'll be taking a look at my progress through the Shockwaves 100 If there's any If ugh, there'll be some I'll do my <laughs> best uh, We'll be taking a look at your feedback We will of course be playing Mitch's Pitches whoop, whoop and we'll be letting you know the guest and film for next week.
1: Yes, indeed. And I'm pretty much looking forward to that one as well.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good one, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the meantime, please do feel free to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you, as always. Facebook and Instagram, we're Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at StrongViolentPC
1: and you can email scenes at gmail.com. Yes, of course. And... I know I'm kind of screaming into the abyss here, Mitch. But there's hundreds of places you can listen to us. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Acast, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Podbean. Podbean, they do great work. Rate, review, subscribe. Please do all those things. All that good stuff, please. We would love that. It really
0: helps. Yeah. But we'll be back Monday. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, you can take a flying leap at a rolling donut on a gravel driveway. Goodbye. Savage.